With baked-in ads, it really limits you because people are listening not just to the episode this week and the ad that you've given them that's relevant to this week, but they're also listening to your back catalog. And you're going to have a slew of out-of-date ad content. You're still promoting old lead gens or event dates or webinars or promotions that just really aren't relevant anymore. Welcome to the Pod Circle Podcast, where we bring practical tips and insights for every podcaster. Whether you're just getting started or you're already a seasoned podcast pro, these conversations dive into all the topics that matter most to you. So in the last episode, we mentioned dynamic ads and baked in ads. And so we really wanted to kind of dive a little deeper on this and define the difference and talk to you about why you should be thinking about dynamic ads. They are the way of the future. So the difference between dynamic ads or baked in ads, baked in ads are those that you've created an entire episode And in the file of your episode, I'm saying this in layman's terms, Kyle, for people who are not audio engineers, you put an ad right in the middle of it. You say like, okay, I'm going to create a mid-roll or a pre-roll or a post-roll. So those are the three terms. And a pre-roll is going to be before your episode starts. Mid-roll is going to be in the middle. Post-roll is after everything rolls. But it's basically a part of the larger file that you then upload to whatever you're using for your podcast hosting platform. If you don't know what we're talking about for podcast hosting platforms, go back to a couple of episodes before this where we kind of define what those are. But with baked in ads, it really limits you. So coming from someone who just spent the last two years doing baked in ads every single week, I would send Kyle my interview, my intro, and then here's the ad to throw in there. And it really limits you because people are listening not just to the episode this week and the ad that you've given them that's relevant to this week, but they're also listening to your back catalog. That's something that I think I didn't really realize. I assume people would just only listen to this week's episode. But if someone just found you, they're going to want to go back and listen to old episodes. I have backlog episodes that I listen to some of my favorite podcasts just because I didn't listen to them when they were live. And I go back in the week because I listened to this week's episode and want more. And you're going to have a slew of out-of-date ad content. When you have a baked-in episode, you're still promoting old lead gens or event dates or webinars or promotions that just really aren't relevant anymore. And I think you can make that conscious decision or you can limit what you can promote and only promote evergreen things. What I often say is you don't have a lever to pull from a marketing standpoint. So for example, right now I host a podcast and we're running an ad that's like, hey, if you join and do a program in this month, you'll get this X percent off simply for being a podcast listener. It's a lever that we can pull to say our numbers are low this week and this month. Let's give some people incentive for people who are loyal, raving fans to come and engage with us at a deeper level. Maybe you have an event that's coming up and you're low on attendance and you want to give a flash sale. You can be responsive across your marketing when you've got dynamic ads. So tell us about dynamic ads a little more, Kyle. Totally. And to your point specifically, instead of running that ad in just the most recent episode or episodes, you can run that ad across all of your episodes. So the key difference between burnt-in ads and dynamic ads is that burnt-in ads, they're there forever. So they're Mm -hmm. edited into your episode. They're not really to be changed out with new, more relevant ads. So dynamic ads are ads that can be updated. You know, say if you've been running dynamic, you know, your, your podcast is set up for dynamic ads and you have a hundred episodes, mm-hmm. you can do a whole campaign and you can run that ad campaign. Maybe it's a, a mid-roll ad and then a post-roll ad. So an ad yep. that plays in the middle of your episode and one that plays at the very end. And you can run the ad campaign across a hundred episodes. 
Because again, like you said, people go back and they they consume your backlog of content, especially your raving fans, especially new people that found your podcast and they're just binging. Where do you think the best place is to put a mid-roll ad, Kyle? Because you're saying like basically whoever's managing yeah. your podcast, whether yourself or someone who's managing your hosting, is going to indicate like, hey, at this mark, this is where you'll insert the ad, right? Yeah, I love that question. I always say to put at least one ad in the first 10 mm-hmm. to 15 minutes, because after that, like when you get into the 20 to 30 minutes, your listeners can tend to drop off. And so you want to make sure that they've actually consumed and listened to that ad. A really great place to put an ad is at the very, very beginning. But yes. I kind of like the way that you've been doing this, McKinsey, with with your guys' podcast. And that you run a pre-roll, but you're only doing that for like episodes that are maybe like five or six episodes back that just aren't getting as many listens just because they're not their newest episodes. And you're putting a pre-roll on all of those episodes, which I think is really, really smart. And then for your newer episodes, you're just running a mid-roll or you can even run, you know, a post-roll. So all this stuff is made possible by the dynamic ads functionality that some of the best podcast hosting platforms allow you to do. I was just telling McKinsey before our call, podcasting is a time investment. It's a money investment. Yes. So why not get the most bang for your buck, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're creating evergreen content that people are going back and consuming. You can you can run relevant ads on those old episodes. And I just think that's awesome. So what if you are like me and spent two years doing baked in ads and then you maybe switched over to a platform like Transistor where you can now do dynamic ads. What do you do with that? How do you unbake them so you can run dynamic ads? Um, I mean, I kind of had this conversation with you and you said we can manually edit all of them out. That can be done, but it'll be time and a money investment. And I kind of weighed that and said, is it worth it for me to go in my catalog of 135 episodes, actually 150, over 150 with bonus episodes? to pull out all those ads? Or is there another solution? And you came up with a really great solution and said, let's leave those baked in ads. Maybe we pick our top 10 or 15 that are getting extra views or getting extra listens on a consistent basis, which is something that you can do. Kind of look your analytics and say, which episodes have the most re-listens or what are our top episodes that continue to get kind of like some post you know, release consumption. Yeah. And then you said, let's run a pre-roll on every episode pre- Uh, migrating over to Transistor. And that's what we've been doing. We do a pre-roll on that. We also put a post-roll on all of them that said, hey, if you like this, make sure to like and subscribe or follow us on social media or like you could do some kind of post as well because you've got the features. And if someone's listening all the way through, might as well throw another one at them. I'll speak to that for just a second. And you may be wondering, like, how is it that you can run a pre and Mm post-roll ad on old episodes without having... It's because you don't have to edit anything out. So... Yes. A pre-roll, you can just tag and it runs at the very beginning of your episode so that nothing in terms of a content perspective or production perspective, nothing really needs to be edited. Now, your old baked in ad still exists there, Mm -hmm. which may be still relevant. It may not be relevant. But again, like Mackenzie said, to go and remove those requires you to go to your your podcast editor and say, hey, maybe you have a hundred episodes that have baked in ads. Mm-hmm. They actually have to go in and I've done this and do this for clients still. Certainly don't mind doing it, but it is a time investment, you know? And, and so you, as the podcast owner, the host, you have to kind of weigh that investment. So that's why I talked to McKinsey about maybe we just take the, the 10 top performing episodes and we, yep. we remove the baked in ad from those and then make yep. them- Kind of optimize them for dynamic ads. Optimize them for dynamic ads. 
And then the rest of them will run new pre-rolls and post-rolls, which doesn't really require unbaking anything. So mm -hmm. I really like to give people options there. But yeah. honestly, I've had several clients that say, you know, we, we really want to... Want to have a clean slate. And maybe they only have 40 or 50 episodes. So it's, it's less of a cost to them to go back and do yeah. that. But when you get into the hundreds, that's when you kind of start getting into like, man, this is, this is going to be a lot of work. So my best advice is just to start off on the right foot. Yeah. Um, and which is why we're quite literally doing a three-part series on podcast hosting platforms, because most people say, I just need to get my podcast up. I just need to get distributed. And I'm just like, okay, pump the brakes. Let's get you on the right podcast hosting platform first that is built for the future when you yes. decide to start advertising and running ads to where you don't have, where you get into this whole thing where it's like, oh crap, I've got 20, 30, 50, 100 ads, podcasts where I have baked in ads. What do I do yeah. now? Yeah, just take a little time on the front end to set yourself yeah. up for success of where you want to go. I think, you know, kind of holding that balance of not getting everything perfect before you start, getting ready to launch and launching in a sustainable way. We yeah. really do want to help you launch in a sustainable way. I mean, that's why we created an entire complete podcast starter kit because we want to give you all the resources because I think when you start off strong and on the right foot in a sustainable way, you're going to have more fun with your podcast and it's actually going to last. Totally. So if you are like me and burnt in ads, do not worry about it. But also if you are starting off, this is a great way to say, I want to start off in the right foot. Let me get a platform that's going to be built for the future and built for the future of my podcast. So I think a lot of times we have kind of this feeling of ickiness around advertising. So I just want to speak to that as we round out this episode, because if you're sitting here saying, I don't want to bother my listeners with ads, podcasting is a money time investment. And we as a society, as a consumer, are used to ads, programmatic advertising, which is basically dynamic ads where it's specific to the consumer. It can be responsive, all those things is forecasted to account for more than 90% of our total ad spending in 2023. So that's a lot. And by 2026, mm -hmm. global programmatic ad spending is expected to reach a staggering $725 billion. Mm. So advertising is the way of the future, but advertising that meets your consumer where they're at, I think that's the difference here. If you get an ad, if I got an ad for AARP, it wouldn't be the right ad for me. I'd be frustrated. I'd be annoyed. But if someone finds me on the internet and gives me a targeted ad for a product that I'll use, I'm not annoyed. It's only annoying until it's not convenient. And yeah. then when it's convenient, you're like, give me all the ads. So a survey actually found that U.S. consumers, 78% of U.S. consumers don't mind ads or messages in their podcasts. So we expect it. We like it. And if you can meet them where they're at, they're going to have a conversion. 62% of listeners consider new, have considered new products or services after hearing about them from a podcast advertisement. So my encouragement to you is make it relevant to your audience. Yeah. And I would say too, if it bugs you enough, if you really don't want to mm -hmm. have ads, then you can also create a premium subscription to your podcast. Yes. There's multiple different ways to do this. You can do this with a private podcast. You can do this with Apple's new premium subscription service that mm -hmm. they've just rolled out. And then you can offer ad-free episodes to premium listeners yep. for three, five dollars a month. And for a small fee, your listeners can get 
ad-free episodes. Maybe you can release mm-hmm. bonus content, which I would really recommend for them. Yep. And just really, really nurture that loyal fan base of yours. But in general, I would just say we've all gotten pretty good. Let's be real. If an ad comes up that we're not interested in and we're listening to a podcast, we all know we're we reaching know for the fast, fast forward button. That said, if you have something of value to offer, you shouldn't feel bad about talking about mm-hmm. it. You know, it's, yep. there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. That's, that's just kind of the, that's the world we live in. And if people, if it bugs them, then, you know, they can just fast forward right through it. Exactly. And if you want to kind of learn more about how to monetize your podcast, because I think ads is one way to do that. We did an entire episode about different ways and thinking outside of just ads to monetize your podcast. So go ahead and check that out too. I want to make sure that you know about that. So anything else you have to add to this as we round out? If you're asking some questions around starting a podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. um, around which you know podcast hosting platform, dynamic ads, some of those things, and you're just kind of starting out or maybe you're early on, I would encourage you to grab our podcast starter kit. You can find it at podcircle.com slash start. It's a set of PDFs that are really, we just downloaded all of our knowledge of starting podcasts, recording equipment, recording virtual interviews via via Riverside, and we just put it all and package it up and put it all together in that for you. So again, you can grab that at podcircle.com slash start. If you are a podcaster and you're feeling maybe you're 10, 20, 50 episodes in and you're feeling a little bit stuck, you remember the reasons you started a podcast, but now you're kind of starting to reevaluate and you're like, man, I'm yeah. not, not quite ready to give up on this yet, but I need to see some return on an investment. And you have maybe some some questions around your podcast strategy, set up a call with Mackenzie and I. It's called a podcast strategy session and we do them all the time. They're a lot of fun and we're going to help you get very, very clear. We're going to ask some big questions and uh, help you get some clarity around your podcast and and the next steps and the way forward and help define your goals for the podcast and then have everything else kind of speak into that. Um, yep. So if you just want to le- learn a little bit more about that, you can jump on a call with me. The link is in the show notes and just do a, a, a brief 20-minute discovery call to figure out if that strategy session might be a good solution for you. So I think that's all for me. Anything else for you, Mackenzie? That's all. We'll see you next week, friends. Bye.